Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to 40 Years to Freedom podcast. This is Jen and I got the lovely Anna V right here in-house, Reno, Nevada. How you doing, babe? Hey there, Jen. I'm so excited that we're doing this in-house. Last couple of them have been away and over Zoom, but here we are in actual evening, which this is what I'm so excited about because we've talked about it since the very first podcast is that we would be able to have cocktails. And we've doing never it in, done it. And we've never done it because we're always doing <laughs> about like even on seven Zoom. o'clock in the morning. I know, exactly. I know. So tonight I am enjoying and I absolutely love this drink. So if you guys are listening tonight, we want to come after you for sure. Some sponsors, but they are called Babes. The Pinot Grigio with bubbles is amazing. Yes. So it tastes to me, it tastes like it looks like a Red Bull can. So it's super tiny. Um, how many ounces is in this bad boy? So 250 milliliters. There is two glasses of wine for every can. And I love that. So you catch a really great little buzz. And they're bottled by Yes Queen in Modesto, California. And they have these cute little sayings on them. So this one says, hey, you guys, you look really cute today. Whatever you're doing with your face is working. Anyway, we made this gorgeous can of Pinot Grigio with bubbles for you because we love you. And to be honest, someone needed to have the best day ever. You're welcome. So thank you. And we you. thank you. We thank you so much. I love these guys because honestly, I'm a champagne drinker. And I'm to not. me, it tastes like I champagne. I drink whiskey, but I love Pinot Grigio. Yeah. And, um... So that would be my go-to white wine. And I'm really weird because normally during summer, I just like a chilled wine. Maybe it's because I'm from Georgia and it's hot as Hades. So we only <laughs> drink cold things. But um, yeah, so I, I usually drink red through all through winter and then white all through summer. And I don't even worry about what I'm eating. Like I know we're supposed to be pairing, but yeah, it's just I'm so hot the same way. I, ha- I actually didn't start. I've always been a champagne drinker. I'm not going to lie. But not me. I was never a white wine drinker, really, uh-huh. um, until like the last year and a half. And I really started to get into it just because it just the cold. Like I just enjoyed like the chilled glass of wine compared to the older I get, the more like with red wine, I get things like hot flashes or flushed with it when I'm oh, drinking. Girl, I love bourbon. I even had a horse named bourbon. <laughs> I can't I do love the bourbon. <laughs> I try so hard with the guys. I try to keep up with the guys. But I'm a tequila girl, so... I know, and you've turned me on to skinny marks, and I've done quite well. Yeah. I like them. I love the tequila just because I feel like... And some people will totally shame me on this and be like, you're so full of it. But they say tequila is going to give them the worst hangover. Well, I feel like that's if you're drinking cheap tequila or mixing it with like margaritas, having that sugar Sugar. sense Mm -hmm. with it. But to me, a shot of tequila with a beer, love. Tequila, club sodas, lots of lime. That's like some people say it's a skinny margarita. It's actually not because a skinny margarita is going to have like some sort of lime juice more in it. Mm-hmm. It's some sort of like sweetener kind of. Me, I just love a club soda, tequila, lots of lime. Like I, well, I can drink that and not have I'm all over. about the babes out by the pool because Thank the you. weather out here is so nice. Yeah. I love summers out west. It's nice. And it actually hasn't been that hot yet here. Which is great because last year this time, it was like already a hundred degrees every single day. 
And we were freezing last weekend, like freezing last weekend. Yeah, well, weekend. we're packing up to go to the lake for the 4th, and um, I, w- I was told that it was like high of 70s. So, <laughs> Which is, to me is perfect weather. Me too. Me too, <laughs> especially with the dog. So it's like hoodie weather. We love that. Yeah. But I've, I've never experienced that in July. Yeah. Well, these babes are great to go. They're in a can. Maybe I'll pack me so a box. You should. T- they come in little four-pack boxes. And I love them because you could take them with you to the lake because they're not in glass. So it's like wine without a glass bottle. No, I haven't tried the red ones. Are they more like kind of like a bubbly sangria? Exactly. And I am not a fan of the red ones. Those are my least favorite. There's a rosé. They got the Pinot Grigio and then they have the red. And I'm not a big sangria. Oh, I bet the rosé might be good. The rosé is good. The rosé is good too. So great thing to take with you to the lake. If you guys are listening. Babe. 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 Yes, yes, queens. If you guys are listening all the way down to Modesto, we want to work with you because we, we love your product and I love your packaging. Adorable. It is super, super cute. cute. It's super simple. Super so, cute. Anyways, you guys could clearly tell that we're having some cocktails while we do this podcast. But we, we, do mean, have like, we have talked about this so much and we work together every single day. Mm-hmm. We usually eat dinner together like last night. We were at your house instead of here because yeah. normally we're here. We do things like as a family. Yep. And I I love that because I'm an only child. I've never had a sister. But you were like the aunt that my kids have never had. And it's really cool even when JC is living her own life that you stay in touch with her. And I really yep. appreciate that. I love that. And, and she Tater, I've been hanging out with Tater a lot. And Tater and my mom are now best friends. <laughs> and my mom, that was the first thing I said because I got home from work and I felt like I don't it wasn't that I left on a weird note it's just I knew that work still needed to be done and I was going home and I was just like "Mm, well and I'm cooking dinner and I'm like it's really easy for me to cook this whole box of pasta yeah and just invite them over and so I I sent that invite to you guys and of course Chad's got to give me a hard time like well what's what's on the menu well we were literally finished finished, oh we have two more days left to homeschool and is because we've just traveled so much. The so school just lasts longer for us. And then, um, so Taterbug's sitting there and she's like, we can go to Jen's house. And I'm like, oh, I'm cutting my eyes at her because she's like, oh, that means I get done. You know, because I told her we were committed to this. We were eating leftovers, blah, blah, blah. And um, so it was really funny because Chad sent in all these messages while she's thinking that she's about to get out of having to finish schoolwork last night, which she did. Yeah. Because we're not going to not come over. But that's the first thing that my mom said. I said, I think I'm going to invite chat Anna over for dinner just so they don't have to cook because i know you weren't feeling very well you guys have been traveling i feel like as soon as everybody gets back from traveling they're just exhausted and your body takes a toll on that girl i've been wiped out this time i bet i bet i've been there i've been there so i thought how nice it would be just to have you guys over and it's not like it was a big fancy dinner or anything it was so Um, good and it's not like i have a big fancy house to entertain you like chad has a really cool pad i don't have a pool i don't have anything but you know what i have a warm and welcoming home and you're always welcome for that but my mom's first thing it was like welcome back yeah my son just got back from three weeks in austin and it was just it was just like a nice family moment but my mom that was her first question it was like is tater coming T- Tater's coming, right? And I was like, "Yes, mom. Tater will be here." Well, it was like home because are. we always play Alexa too. Like we just have music playing through the house all the time when we were in Georgia. And so, I mean, you can't really hear because there's somebody having a meeting in every room or whatever, and somebody's on the phone, so you can't really have background noise all the time. Yeah. But it was so cool to walk in and have Alexa playing all of our jams and yeah, I was doing a little Neil so Young vibe last night. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was really good. Oh, I loved it. Oliver James by Fleet Foxes. Uh oh. And here comes Amazon. Oh. <laughs> that, was, that was weird. And you guys all got that. But so now we have one in here, I guess, which I never knew was in here <laughs> that is the funniest oh, thing ever funny. the funny thing is is when i was doing it at my house so i have one in the living room and then gavin has one in his bedroom oh so she gets confused yes so i i announced her to play something and instantly i could hear it playing in the living room and all the way in the back of the house gavin's room and i'm just like ah going crazy but anyways yeah so that's been our favorite thing it yeah. is really fun just to have music like i just we we love music we talk about music all the time we just yeah. came back from nashville and um this trip of course taterbug didn't go we had my oldest daughter jc there and it was her first time to experience nashville and so we baptized her right at the scoreboard and at the palace and boy we had such such a good time i'm still posting about it and i think i will still be posting pictures and videos six months from now it yeah. was um it was just one of those times where we just had the best people surrounding us and um I don't I don't know it was just special so we are I'm gonna sad talk about, I missed it I'm sad I, know, I missed it I, I was supposed to go and then something happened here no. where schedules got crossed because Gavin was supposed to be playing All Stars wasn't no nope. All Stars is next week but um schedules got crossed here with taking care of kids mm -hmm. and so i was like well i'll stay and tom could go in my place which i'm almost like i was super nervous about the heat anyways out there oh girl i've never friend, been to nashville it was so bad i've never been to nashville in the summertime and i've just heard these and as much as i just feel like i belong in the south i belong in the south i love it every time i'm there i don't want to leave like we I'm can't like, this spare is my you or i'd send you to my mama <laughs> I'm gonna send me. I'll send me. Um, but I love the South, and when I hear about how miserable it is in the summer, in like midsummers, hundred and ten degrees, humid. Okay, so let me like, just tell you how bad it that is. That doesn't sound. So, um, the Provider Life and the Foul Life, they were cooking, showcasing rubs, cookbooks, everything like that's what we were doing. We're committed to at the scoreboard to promote Tate Fogelman's truck race, right? For NASCAR. For NASCAR, yes. Because NASCAR race was in Nashville this last weekend. So I'm there in my cutest little Dickies like little outfit. It's like a so onesie. Cute. And it is so cute. But I had not worn it, worn it before. And I'd waited and waited. I was going to wear it to a ball game. And then it was freezing. And so it's like kind of like super short shorts, zip up all the way. And you kind of got to get in. It's like a really um, sexy, feminine mechanic suit yeah. okay you pop your collar it comes in all different colors even leopard print well i'm wearing like the the bay blue pinot grigio bay blue color and um and it worked because it kind of matched tate's um truck colors so anyways we're out there and i'm in this dickie's outfit and i tell you what, i'm starting to melt and i got these clogs on that you would um see um jenny mcgarth wearing like way back when i saw like I saw those the candies pictures. i was like like candies i'm like i thought shoes. oh my god this is gonna be so cute oh, walking boy. around like getting people to taste american almond beef right yeah so i'm walking around i've never been a waitress that's actually the one thing my dad told me that that industry was not for me because <laughs> i make spills all the time but anyways i did a heck of a job i think but girl it was so hot i couldn't get out of it so I'd have to go to the, in the bathroom. I'm like stuck having to get help. Oh, like boy. knocking on the next door. Like somebody help me out of my outfit because you just like melt in your clothes in the South so right now. Two weeks before that, we were in 
um, I was with the guys and we were in Colorado for a Dickies event. So we yeah, do that was every summer. Yeah, we stayed home. Yeah, we have these activations that we kind of do. We did two of them last summer and then we're doing two of them this summer. And this was the first one and it was in Colorado Springs. And I was super excited because I've never been to Colorado. Like I've never, well, I've never been to Colorado Springs. I've never been to Denver besides the airport, all of that. And I was thinking, oh, it's going to be so amazing. It's going to be beautiful, nice weather up in the mountains. It was like 105 when we were out there. <laughs> and I don't wear shorts as much as everybody's just like, why don't you wear shorts? I just don't, I don't wear shorts. It's just something I about I haven't me. ever, like, because I've just been a cowgirl, lived in boots and spurs for 10 years yeah, all it doesn't long. bother me. I, it'll be 100 degrees outside yeah. and I'll have jeans on with a tank top or something right. like that. It doesn't bother me. Sandals, whatever. But we were out there and we're cooking in front of all these triggers. And there oh, was two triggers going like, and the ranger going. It's up 50 and it's, more degrees. I have, I could feel the sweat dripping <laughs> down my back. And me and Clay have these gloves on, these like food gloves, because we're making these hamburgers. Burgers, yeah. And we have these. And at one point, I could have taken one of my gloves off and it dripped. Like my glove dripped from sweat on the inside. And it was so gross. That I couldn't, like, it was just, I was like, I just wanted to come home and take a shower. Like, when I was done, I just wanted to come home and take a shower. But the heat, I, I mean, as much as I, because I live in the desert, and I've been here for a long no, years No, this heat is bad, and it can get hot. Like, today I got in the pool during lunch and did some research on my phone. That was my break. It's hot, and the and the water was hot, but it ain't nothing like the humidity and the stickiness yeah. of the south. So we are actually going to be going to Florida soon, and I'm super nervous about that. Why are you nervous? I don't know. Okay, I know we're going to be beach. with my parents. It'll be know, our first I family know vacation. It's the beach, but at the same time, I've tried to plan like a Florida trip with my kids since I could remember, but it would always be in the summertime, and it's like I don't, I don't know. I just humidity. Okay, and so heat, let's do all this. Of that makes me nervous. We're, okay, my mom is number one. Like not a drinker not a partier she is she can with her friend every once in a while they get really funny her and her friend sherry sherry was my sixth grade teacher and and her and her husband are my parents best friends and they are the most fun people in the world i just love them so much so we will take podcast stuff to florida and we will podcast with my mom because it goes along with um kind of like what we're talking about today i bring my mom in on this because i you know in I travel so much. The South is still a special culture within itself. And I believe that there's still stigmas of women's place. And, um, and there's some rock stars. I mean, Georgia produces a ton of famous celebrity rock stars. However, like I'm from small town, North Georgia in the mountains. And it's, you know, we still have like our little festivals and like Hallmark comes there and films at the little squares. Like it's picture perfect. Um, Mayberry. And that's where I come from. Like we had one cop, you know, you put your dry cleaning out one day, two days later, it shows back up on your porch. Like you, they just the leave it there. delivers in the glass like, bottles. Yeah. I mean, like oh my literally that is the life that I left when I came out to Reno. So I feel like we're in Yuppieville because I came from like little redneck town, you know, we, <laughs> it's really funny. Cause I'm like, we don't have bars there. We have one bar, which we had to drive over the mountain to go to. And they close at 10. 
And then we have like one restaurant that has a super cool bar in our town on our square, but it only has five bar stools. So it's like a totally different culture. Mm -hmm. And so getting my mom on here to talk about um, her perspective of why we do 40 Years of Freedom and things like she's got her own journey and all this stuff. And so I'm just going to dive right in. Like we're going to talk about finding your why and we like we started this whole conversation tonight about traveling and the things that we've done and like me being out here and us living our life together and then the kids and what is my freaking why of living on the road and out of a suitcase I don't even know how I got here but I just literally feel like a gypsy soul and and I I always go home to this special place and I appreciate it so much but I just can't get trapped there and there's so many of my friends that are like, we live on Main Street and we've wanted to live our whole life, like until we could throw candy from the front yard, you know, like at our little festival parades and all that stuff. And we value those things. But I guess I've just always kind of gone against the grain. Um, and I really like have kind of sought why I was that person because my mom is not that person. Yeah. So when we were talking about like finding our whys and our motivation to be our best self and, um, how we have to fill our cup before we have something to give. Absolutely. Right. So I remember right before I moved out here, I was sitting at Chick-fil-A with my mom and Tater Bug and Chick-fil-A is like a really big deal that we have Chick-fil-A in town. <laughs> and my friends that own the one in Cleveland, we all homeschool together. So it was really nice. And, and I really appreciate them. But we were sitting there and talking about our purpose and that I've chased this bird dog and thing. It was something that I found later in life. I wasn't raised in a family that hunted birds or that owned bird dogs or even really shot shotguns. And so within the last six years, I went hardcore, like traveling the whole country in a truck with dogs, figuring it out one town to another. And how I even got the pass to do that, mm -hmm. I still don't know. And, and I've told my story so many times, like, there's nothing special about me except for the fact that I just never said no. If a door opened, I walked through it. And that, and um, so I was sitting there talking about how I have such a passion for conservation and the family traditions at hunt camps and involving my kids. And like JC's doing conservation policy in D.C. this summer. And she found her own place within the world. It's not the place that I'd want to be. But, you know, we just... We just all kind of found our place, and Taterbug loves running dogs and competing in that. And my mom looked across the table at me, and she was like, well, I just really don't know what my purpose is. And it made me so sad because mm -hmm. she, I mean, she pretty much just lived her life, I think, for me, looking back. And a lot of us moms get caught up in that, right? We lose our identity within our kids. Yep. I did that for a and long work. time. I mean, I was fortunate enough that my girls have always loved things that I loved. Yeah. So I never lost myself, but I did, of course, change my priorities to focus on them. Like, JC always got the better horse, or she always spent more on entry fees or whatever horse, like when we were horse showing. Because for me, my glory days were over. This was building her career if she wanted to ride in college or whatever. So um, that, like, changed the perspective. But you're right. Like, we lose ourselves to our career. We may settle from our dreams, which is what my mom did because mm -hmm. she had me at 20 and she really wanted to go to law school and she tried, but she felt so guilty, like leaving me at home at night while she was in classes. She quit. It was a different time then though. But now I look back and I think I would have survived and been just fine if she would have said, <laughs> yeah. this is so important and it's going to matter 
more 10 years from now than it matters right now. Like, you're going to be okay. I still love you. I'm going to support you. Like, we're there. Like, I need you to be on a team player Mm -hmm. for building this future because it's going to matter for everybody. And I didn't, like, I didn't realize I was doing that for my girls when I was chasing this dream. I don't really know where the inspiration came for me to include them in what I was doing. Maybe it was just the fact that I was a lonely only child, right? So I just wanted that um, team building or to have somebody go through a journey with me because I'd not had that as for a sibling or whatever. Yeah. So I just kind of used JC May as my guinea pig. <laughs> um, but not losing like yourself and, and living out your why. So here my mom is in her 60s and my dad, like they're retired, but they bought this amazing piece of property in the town where we live in and they're creating fall festival. It's the first time that she's been able to put her heart and soul into something and build it from scratch. Like this is the first time she's experienced entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and because um, she was an way. accountant for forever. She, like, this is unheard of, but she started at the school system at 19. And she helped grow that school system from, like, itty-bitty to, like, mega. And, um, I mean, I say mega, but we're still in the South, right? It was a big deal for what she did for not going, like, having a college degree and all this stuff. So, like, she doesn't really value what she's accomplished because it wasn't her dream goal. Mm-hmm. Right. So she doesn't understand that she actually kind of like broke the mold, I guess, um, of the success that she did achieve. But right now she's getting to experience all these things. And it's really funny when like they're having to do photo shoots and they're having to like because they didn't understand what I was having to do to market yeah. the outdoors. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, good for you. Like now you're going to have to do it when you like didn't you gave me a hard time for having to go to photo shoots or whatever. So it was really fun to like see her have to experience that. But it's nice that she's finding her purpose at this point. And who cares? We've talked about it in a couple podcasts now about like people complain about starting over or right. trying to do it all over again. Oh, and it's like at a certain yeah, time. we talk about this all the time. And I've said it before, like I have started over. This is my fourth or fifth go around of starting fresh. Right. And until I you say finding your why until I find my purpose. Not that I don't have a purpose here, what I do right now, but until I find something that is more about myself and like, I will keep going, I will keep going and I will find that eventually. I mean, it's, it'll be, it's here. Yeah. And I don't want it to sound like it's not here and I don't have a purpose while I'm here. I feel like I have made Chad more successful than he's ever been before because of everything that I can accomplish for him on a daily basis for the team, help the team out, anything like that. But again, it's for them and trying to find my way and my why has to be a team effort. Like this business has to be a team effort, but for an individual why and like finding your purpose so that, and it may not be your job, right? Like your career may not be your why. I, yeah. as a female, could talk all day long on how unfair it is to run in a male industry, mm-hmm. um, which I know there's so many people listening that are like, amen, hallelujah, I feel ya. Yeah. But it's not just the outdoor world. What is um, this song? This is a man's world. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, like, It's not just this industry. It's 
every industry. I mean, this is a man's world. And we are, again, trying to find our why, our purpose, and make our own names for ourselves. Yeah, and I never, like, created a brand that just marketed to women because I'm like, like, that didn't even cross my mind because I was raised by a dad who didn't raise me to think I was just a girl. So I thought, well, everything that I have to put out there is for everyone, right? And so I hope that there are other women out there that think like that. And I'm far beyond a feminist. Like, I'm such, like, just a Southern Bible Belt kind of chick. And, but I'm still capable of doing things. This is hilarious. Like, I saw this meme not too long ago. And there was this lady sitting in, like, an old school fold-out chair, like, just you know, from the eighties that we would have had our, you know, as kids. <laughs> and, you mean the one that's in my garage right now? The plastic you're saying. ones. Right. So she's sitting there with her sign and all you see is her. And then to like the left of her is a boat ramp. And it said, $5, I'll back your boat. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's so me because my dad taught me to do that. And I just thought it was so funny because um, there was this chick there that was going to make money off of all these guys that were going to humiliate themselves back in their boat. <laughs> in the water. So, I mean, but I'm not a feminist. I just think we're all capable of finding our place. Yeah. So when we were searching for our why and me joining the outdoor world, I never, like it literally never crossed my mind that there were these conflicts because I wasn't raised in a family like that. Like my grandmother, my grandfather's passed away. My grandmother's 85 now. And like, I just took her to shoot a deer. Like last year, she was 84. She dropped six pointer and she's so proud. Like, (laughs) I don't know the fact, like, I don't know that world that says women had to be put into a box. I don't know that world either. And I know it's in the South or whatever, but like that wasn't our redneck mentality, I guess. And so... I don't know that world unless unless it like smacks me right in the face. So like you don't I don't realize it. I feel like we are all created equal. We can all I can do anything you can do. Well, I know that I can't do everything these boys do on the road. Like, well, I mean, I can't. I won't confess. I won't want to do like right. But I can truly tell. I could do anything that any of the guys do that I know. I know for a fact. If I truly wanted to do it, I could do it. I could do it without even thinking of Jen. That you I'm haven't a girl. been on the road with us yet. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't, and I don't ever want to clean a duck. But I'm just saying, clean a I, duck is the easy part. Stop it. It's the to it's me. The that's easiest where part. I'm going to draw the line because I feel like <laughs> Chad said to me one day like something about he's just like, oh, you know, you'll have to be in hunt camp, and I'm like. What am I supposed to do in hunt camp? Like, I can make everybody breakfast, gotta, make sure there's a nice lunch, like, no, make sure everybody's, like, clean. Set with we got to clean all the birds nope, so that nope, we can process nope. them. And I'm so not, saying, them and I'm not saying that it's something that I can't do. I'm saying that it's something that I don't want to do. Girl, I don't want to change a tire. I will I clean birds tire. all My day dad. long. So I, it's not that I don't know how. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to do those. Like, I can't even open the stupid flask cap. Chad's like, go fill up my cup. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, some of those, the sometimes they're like, they... the guys screw them on so tight. So I have tight. a hard time. So I just I'm leave like, them in the sink. No. I'm like, I need somebody else to I'm, open this for me. I'm That's... throwing the girl call. Okay, yeah. we're totally getting off topic we're right so now. We're getting off because topic. Because it is so important that women don't lose their why. Yeah. And now that I have an older child who's 19 and she is rocking her world i've i realized this is so important more than ever for us to be strong women as an example to our kids whether they're boys or girls like because you're a single mom of of twin boys Mm -hmm. 
of us showing them capabilities yep and and not that we're weak but how we overcome adversities right like not put them in a bubble that life's so perfect i've been so real with my girls whether it was relationship issues or you know just money like how to manage money like how to just make life happen how to like calm yourself and say okay there's nobody coming to save you okay mom can only do so much yeah um this is how life works because I've told you so many times. Like I told JC May, every day in the morning when your feet hit the floor, honey, life is there to kick you in the ass. Yep. So you got to be ready and you got to be prepared. And and how do you stay motivated? It's that well, motivation of finding your why that fuels you to just keep living life and living your best self, like yeah. being your best self. I truly think that finding my why and so if you've been following us along our journey here, you've heard my story. So my husband passed away four years ago. Ironically, you were at my house last night. That yeah. was my wedding anniversary. I would have been married 20 years yesterday. Um, but for so long, my kids were on the back burner. My kids like it was like somebody else is watching you. Somebody else is taking you because I had to take care of somebody else for so long. Yeah. So at this point in my life, it might not necessarily be my career. That's my purpose or my goal or what is like the fire for my why it's my kids, mm-hmm. like my kids right now. And I am so well, we thankful. Think they need us when they're little, but they th- don't. They need us more when they're older and they're facing life decisions yeah. and, and they don't understand the consequences yeah. in the future that's going to happen. With so the my kids they make. couldn't be, they couldn't be more opposite. Right. And that's the <laughs> yeah. thing is I make sure that whatever it is that they are passionate about, I want them to know that I have full support of it. Right. Like full support of it, yeah. whatever it is. And my son, while he was in Austin, he had a couple conversations with me and um, he really opened up to me and he's been kind of distant lately. And I hate that. Like, I hate that. I hate but he's growing up. Like, I know, I know that, but I hate out. that because yeah. that's not how I raise them. Like, I like, tell me everything. Be with me. I'm going to be completely transparent and honest with you guys about life. Like I need and people say the best things about my kids. And that's what I'm so proud of is no matter where they go everybody's like oh my god your kids are so respectful and they open doors and they say please and thank you and they wash off their dish and i'm always like they better be yeah (laughs) like they better be and they're just like well what what do you mean i'm like because i'm not raising a couple of kids that are just going to be lazy and think that the world is going to give them everything that they possibly want they know that everything that they get is some sort of a struggle for me to make sure that they have, but I want to support them in the things that they love. Right. Yeah. So I will make it happen however it is. And that is me true to the bone. I am a hustler. Like for so long, my finances were so crazy with David, um, because of medical bills and prescriptions and special food care items. Like I was on a budget forever. And it's the first time in my life where I can breathe the last four years. Like I could breathe with money. I don't have to worry about things like that. Like I have enough money for me and my kids to do things. Now, are they going to, are there going to be things that come along? Like my son tonight is trying out for this travel ball team that the first thing I heard is is $500. It's $500 sign up fee. And I'm just like, crap, like $500. 
okay, I'll figure it out. Like I will figure it out if I got to do something, if I got to have a garage sale, like whatever it is that I need to figure out, I'll figure it out to make sure that he's going the way that the direction he wants to go. So when we talk about our, our purpose and our why, my why is I do this all. I work my ass off on a daily basis for my children, for my children to have a different life that I had when I was growing up. Now, we talk about your mom, right? Mm -hmm. She didn't know what her purpose was sitting across the table for you until she's in her 60s. Well, here she is. This is what she said, and I didn't I didn't get this far. Um, so because of their fall festival that they built, they bought a golf course. They're building this mega fall festival, and it's so cool to get back to the community because, like, I played there as a teenager. My grandpa played there every weekend. And um, we just have so many friends that were connected, whether they were the pro or whatever. So to, my dad is redoing this entire property. It's absolutely beautiful. And they're allowing the community to come back and enjoy this as a family where most of the time it was just the dads that came, right? Yeah. And so they're open like nine weeks this fall. But my mom has um, hired the local college's pretty much whole track team. And they work the fall festival because it's not during their season. And she has treated them all like adopted grandkids. So now these kids have a home away from home. That's great. And Grammy, which is their boss, Grammy, makes them dinners and like keeps them, like keeps connected with them and stuff. And she said, you know, like, I think taking care of people has just been my purpose. But she didn't recognize it. But she'd always been so close to her grandparents. Like growing up every Sunday, I alternated great grandparents. So I spent a ton of time with all my great grandparents. And then once they passed, it was like she just kind of adopted another elderly family that just needed care. Yeah. And so now she does a ton for my grandmother right down the road. And um, so I think, like, that's been her purpose since she didn't fulfill, like, her career dream. Yeah. Um, but it's it's something that makes her feel validated and valued and I think that type of love language is what speaks to her and what she wants. So a lot of times, like the things that people give us are what they want to receive. Right. Yep. So, um, yeah, but I just like, I hate it that she didn't find her own thing because her, her purpose right now is still giving to others. Like I want her but maybe, to have, but no, 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 stop. So, like stop. something that's maybe passion that, for but her. That, maybe that is her thing. Maybe, but I really think that she's loving like this fall festival thing, but I think it's just kind of like holding back. Right. Yeah. So because it's new territory, a lot of times we don't want to step out of our comfort zones and she's one that like fights stepping out of her comfort zones. And I'm like, Oh yeah, we'll try something new. And if we fell at it, well, if we don't like it, we won't try it again. And if we like it, then we'll just try it until we figure it out. Yeah. So we have two totally different types of personalities. I don't have that fear of risk. She's petrified of that risk. Yeah. So there are different personalities out here, but, um, I, I'm like, I'm, I just thought it was like sad that sometimes we don't slow down enough in life to find something that fulfills us and gives uh, and like creates us a role model like you and i've talked about getting involved with some organizations here and i just haven't been here long enough for us to find them mm -hmm. but i think it's really important because like you're saying you're committing to your kids 
But if you just commit to your kids and you're not filling your cup, you're eventually going to run out on what you can give to your kids. And then they leave me when they go to college. They do leave. <laughs> but I will tell you, when they come back, it's way more I fun. Say, I'm like, I always like count it down. I'm like, I only have four more years. I only have three more years, which is total BS because I think I've been a pain in the butt for my parents for well, 44 years this summer. <laughs> well, so, I know, and I felt so bad, too, because it was like, okay, we all live on the same property when I'm in Georgia, right? And my parents are creating this legacy that they want to leave in the town, all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah, okay, well, I'm leaving. And that was really hard because I'm like, I value what they're doing so much, but I've sank the last six years, which doesn't sound like much, but I've traveled, you know, minimum of 50,000 miles a year for the last six years of doing this. I yeah. built this mega resume because I loved it. Like I love shotguns and bird dogs. And that sounds like such a childish thing for an adult <laughs> female to say. I love shotguns and bird dogs, but I do. And, um, and helping people find that has been like the absolute biggest reward yeah. because I was really, really good at my first career. And there are things I think I'm going to add a Pinterest board and like do more marketing of things that um was my first love we'll say with uh residential construction but there's nothing more fulfilling than working especially with like a female or even a male with their first dog and um like we just went to minnesota with one of the guys that works for the outdoor channel and he has his first dog and it was so much fun watching this guy who's He's got one son graduated from high school. Once we were there for his son's graduation, his second middle son's um, high school graduate. No, his youngest son. He's got two kids out of, of high school. And he got his first bird dog. And he acted like a little kid. And I'm like, yes. Like, I love finding that joy in people where they feel like they're, they just start life all over again. Like, they've renewed themselves, kind of. Yeah. So, anyways, I just love that. That's been my thing. I can't wait to go shoot some guns with you because I love... And I know this is a, a sensitive subject for a lot. I mean, we just went through a lot, right, with NASCAR and changes because of things that are happening in the world. Now, you and I had a great conversation last night about guns. Yeah, about right? my aunt who's a missionary in Europe. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Um, about using them for safety or for fun. And it's like, it's all about fun. Yeah, I love, that, like my first go-to was like, I love to target shoot. I was a clay shooter. I was a competition shooter. Yeah. Like, I love that. And I told you so many times, like, I've never seen women, and I've always been in a man's world, right? So I've always introduced women to men things, but I've never seen anybody gain more confidence in anything that I have in shooting sports. Yeah. No matter if it was pistols or rifles or sporting clays, like shotgun life, which shotgun life is my forte. Um, but there's just something fun about hitting a target that goes clink or seeing that little clay blow up or having a dog bring you back a bird and you know you're going to the lodge to go make that for dinner so it's I'm gonna, so amazing i'm gonna say it on a different level because i grew up again with my dad and all my uncles i was always the you know with the guys and i grew up in los angeles going to the Beverly Hills Gun Club. And when I tell people that, they're just like, oh, that I was bougie. I think that's the coolest thing to brag about. <laughs> I absolutely love those days. Like, yeah. I love those days where we'd go and you'd check in and then you'd go pick out which gun you want to shoot and you pay for whatever it is, your things, and you shoot. So you're out there shooting in the field and you're sh shooting at birds while I was sitting there shooting at a piece of paper, right? Well, it doesn't or matter. Has, I mean, like, yeah, we've done it all. It that you were trying right. to but those were some of the best moments of my life and literally had been doing it since I was 11 years old, 11 years old. Yeah. Like, and my dad thought it was so important 
for me to learn the safety of a gun. Right. Now, again, this is going to go back to my troubled youth of where those moments came back, like full circle came back to where I needed them in a really important place in yeah. my life. And, I've, and like, I I've, been I've never had that situation. So I, I have. I've had an intruder in my house. Well, not my mom was never an intruder, but I'm just saying being in a, in a, in a situation where someone has a gun yeah. and knowing oh, the gun yeah. safety about right, it, right. where you where can take charge. Like, easy. Yes. Easy. At 15 years old, no problem. I got this and I wouldn't be scared you about know, it. That's so, that's a great point that you bring up because when I first started this, Literally, my whole entire shooting career started at a middle school basketball game because me and my oldest daughter showed up in camo straight from the deer stand. And it was like a redneck moment. And there were moms that are like, will you teach my kid to shoot? And I'm like, heck yeah. So we had this whole like BB gun day. And it yeah. was so much fun where the mom shot with her kids. And um, yeah. I didn't realize that I was building a business. I just knew that I was doing something that my dad and my mom had taught me. It yeah. was normal for our redneck family to shoot BB guns or like little 22s or something every family event yeah. because um, they were so driven by competition, right? So like I told you, like I never think of owning a gun for the first purpose to ever be for protection. It's always for some type of um, outdoor lifestyle. Yeah. something whether it's target or you know because we're bird hunters with our bird dogs so but at the same time i'm the exact opposite right. which because i'm not a hunter yeah now you I've never eat, shot you, anything you, in my life besides you benefit from our hunting yeah, i i told <laughs> I, I definitely benefit from your hunting but i see that more as a piece of protection but i know the safe the safety around it i know how to manage it in my household I know the precautions I need to make. I make sure that my kids are aware of things too, like the entire situation. I don't want my kid to be in a situation to where someone brought a gun, brought a gun, and then nobody knows what like, to do. Yeah, I'll, I'll just never forget growing up all these stupid commercials on TV, like, like this is your brain, this is your brain on drugs, and it was just like, those oh are so my dumb. god, and I then forgot the about other those one, commercials, and then there's yeah. the one where it was just like, oh, I'm gonna smoke some pot and look at what I'm gonna do with this gun, and the guy pulls out a gun, and it's just, it's the most ridiculous Commercial. thing that they ever could have yes. put out there to try and frighten you, and you just literally laughed about it when you were a kid. You're like, uh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what's gonna happen. <laughs> but at the same time, I want to make sure that my kid is safe in a situation like that, right? right? So I am gonna use that more as a pro a protection feel a protection educational moment exactly for my family when you're more about fun even though i think it is a blast let's go out in the hills and go shoot some guns please let's go out in the hills and go let's go shoot some guns i love those moments i know well we gotta find a place to put a thrower because i, I do know exactly miss... where to go okay i know exactly i miss where shooting clays and um I don't even know how to do that. Okay, I've well, never I'll teach shot a you shotgun in my life. I've only done pistols. My it is whole life. so much fun. But like I I never understood like my why about telling women about it. And not just women, like I told you so many times, like my number one client was a male um duck hunter that didn't want to be embarrassed when he went to duck camp with all of his buddies and then they were all coming to me from the same duck camp, but they were all keeping a secret. It was the funniest thing ever. But <laughs> Like I just, I just fell in love with the, the lifestyle because everybody was so awesome. And I've told you this so many times, like the bird dog or not bird dog, but like gun dog people, because that encompasses waterfowl and upland hunting. 
they're like the best people because they've all accepted me into their family. They've welcomed my kids. They've mentored us also. Yeah. And so for me, that became my why because it it gave me passion in life. And it in was purpose. out of the blue, yeah. I tell you. So there's so many people. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter what you choose. Like both of us have a passion and a respect for like um like domestic violence and so that's something that you and i both want to get involved with but mm-hmm. nothing gets me fired up like somebody want to talk about bird dogs and genetics or hunt testing you know and so there's just so many aspects of it and so i just know the difference in my life and and my girls can attest to this so it's become um something that i talk about all the time and want to encourage women to find their why and to and there's like so many levels to this and we need to get to it but i just feel like i became a better mom and a better friend when i was and when i found that inner joy yeah right so when i felt like i had a purpose every day or there was an outlet and yeah i've tried to make it my career and all these things which you don't have to do you can still enjoy it on the side there's a lot of the things I do on the side that will never become a paying thing. I have to pay to do it. And I'm never going to stop because I loved it so much. Um, tournament hunting was a season and it did end last fall. But I will live those glory days when I'm 80 years old. I will still talk like they're yesterday. There was nothing I loved more than competing with my bird dogs and winning trophies. Mm-hmm. Like I will be buried with them. <laughs> you know, it was like one of those things I was just so proud because when I started, I was so bad. Yeah. And I was so proud of myself for committing to be good at something and then achieving something that nobody else has ever achieved. And so I did make history in that. And I'm proud of it because I had to put the, the hard work into it, you know, and nobody can take that from me. So if it's fundraising for, you know, whatever um, cause that really pulls your heartstrings or whatever, like when you, when you accomplish those milestones, like you don't forget them. Yep. And, and so it may not be your career that no. gives you the most fulfillment. Um, I'm just lucky enough that I was able to kind of navigate that to make it my career. But we've talked about this numerous times and, and I don't want to miss this. I found this chart um, on Instagram and it was so empowering to me because it's a roller coaster as a mom as a female figuring out your why and then navigating to get to the place of reward Mm -hmm. is a it's a roller coaster it's just like life right yeah so so many of us start and we're in our comfort zone like my mom she never wants to step out of her comfort zone like you put her big toe out there and she like has a meltdown (laughs) and so and so this chart is so cool um it talks about to grow or stay the same So what are we going to do, right? Because we have to face the risk. We have to face the unknown. Mm -hmm. We have to face our insecurities, those things. So in the comfort zone, we have, it says sense of control, but let's just be real. It's a false sense of control, right? Absolutely. We're unchallenged. It's low risk, low reward, low satisfaction. But a lot of times we just stay there because it's easy, Right. So then we go and we say, no, 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 no. Like we're going to attack our life. We only live once. We get a little motivated because somebody listens to me and Jen talk about living your best life. Right. <laughs> so we, we step out one step into fear zone, fear of the unknown. Holy smokes. What's going to happen next? Right. 
Who's going to judge me? Um, what am I not going to know? Um, focus on the problems and the obstacles, right? Do I really have enough experience for this? Am I really going to be successful? Is, am I going to make it? Complaining. Then we start getting negative. We're affected by other people's opinions, low self-confidence, and we just make excuses for ourselves. So do we stay in that fear zone? Because we have to go through each of these phases, yeah. right? Then we go into the learning zone where we are acquiring new skills, right? Because if we're going to go achieve something that we've never achieved before, it's going to take new skills. It's going to take us facing our insecurities and um, expanding our comfort zone and developing confidence, increase our knowledge. We have an identity of emotions like you and I have talked about me coming out here. I changed a lot of what I did on a day to day. So there was a bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. Come out here like, how do I still be myself and not do the things that I did every single day? Yeah. Because that's who I am. I love that life. Yeah. But it doesn't like you our backyard. You and me both, sister. You and me both. Yeah. Our backyard ain't the same. Like I can't just go out to the kennel and take out the bird dogs and plant some birds and all yeah. that stuff. Like I don't have that here. Right. So then we get all caught up in our motions. We got to face our challenges and we've got to see our opportunity. Like what's the opportunity and how do we create that opportunity? Because nobody's going to give it to you. Nobody. So when we're in the learning zone, it's really important for us to not stop there. Because sometimes it's addictive to keep learning and then not actually apply that learning. So that's where we talk about, oh, there's people, but there's no follow through. Right? They got a lot of game. They got a lot of talk. Mm -hmm. But there's no follow through. So <laughs> then we got to go to that growth zone where we're, we have curiosity over conviction. Right? So... Our conviction is saying like, well, we've already got this far. Let's just stay here. Because then our comfort zone just takes, takes over our learning zone. And then we become stagnant. Yeah. Right? So we've got to master those new school skills. We've got to set those amb ambitious goals. And we've got a greater sense of fulfill fulfillment. We conquer those objectives. And we embrace the unknown. So I'm going to tell you guys where I get this. Because I think this woman is a genius just because this one post. It's Annalie Howling on Instagram. And I love that chart because it never ends. Yeah. Right. So even if we make it to that growth space, that will become complacent. Yep. And it will become our comfort zone. And so then we just repeat that chart over and over and over. And so when you find that thing that literally fuels your soul, which mine was bird dogs, um, we just don't stop. So come in here. I did see a lot of negativity. Why in the world am I going to be myself? Because I'm used to shooting every day. I'm used to planting birds. I'm used to getting those dogs out. Like, and then, and then Chad looked at me one day and he was like, "Well, when door when one door closes and you know bigger things happen." And I was like, "Okay, like God yeah. is calling me to a higher ground." Yep. So, where I saw things like they were negative. It's really challenging me to grow. This is causing me to, to expand. And, and I was talking to my shooting coach, which I still talk to every day. Even if I don't shoot, he's my mental management coach. And we were, and I was talking about like, okay, well, I'm in an identity crisis here. Like, who the heck is Anna V if she ain't got a shotgun in her hand? I had no idea. And I haven't picked up a shotgun. This has been the longest I've not pulled triggers since I picked up a shotgun for the first time. And that was so hard. Yeah. It's like, what do I do now? So it was like, I got to talk about it. Like I have to use this phase of life, this season of life. There's somebody else in that for themselves. 
But I love that you just talked about it, about your coach, because um, a lot of people, well, nobody's going to know this except for you, me, and four other people that work here, <laughs> is that we've done this podcast before. Yeah. And um, like many things in life, sometimes it doesn't work out, yeah. right? So this is a learning process for ourselves as well as our team that we recorded this entire podcast before and it it's the second time that it's happened to where it didn't actually come through. So having to do it all over again. But in the first one, we very much talked about mentors and how important it is to find those mentors. Now in the career that I had before this, um, everybody knows that I worked for a beauty school here in Reno. A huge part of my job was professional development. So I taught the professional development courses. Now that's going to go everywhere from building your resume to interview skills to um, landing the perfect job and um, finding a mentor. Right. That is literally an entire course. Life changing to have a mentor. You have to have a mentor in life. And you're saying your coach, right? Your shooting coach. My shooting coach. I (laughs) I have two mentors in my life. And the funny thing is, is the first time we did this podcast, the very next day I was going to this event from that one of my mentors was having. So um, my I have two mentors in my life, and it's Risa, um, who owns the first salon that I worked in, and Derek, who's my hairdresser, but he was also the, the education manager at the salon that I worked at. And, and they have both changed my life profusely. Right. Risa they do. Being That's their a, job. Yeah. Risa being... Or the I first shouldn't say woman. their job, but their purpose. So Risa was the first woman who gave me a chance, right? So I interviewed for this job after I graduated beauty school here in town and I was looking for an internship and that's the only way because that was what I was driven to when I was in school. You need to be an intern first and then you grow from there and then you become an assistant and then you grow from there. So I go and I apply to be this assistant, the salon assistant. And I had five interviews at the salon and I did my research beforehand to where it was the only salon I wanted to work at. I only really had to apply at one salon. And then I get the call. I didn't get the job. I didn't get the job. Never in my life have I applied for something and And not got the job. Oh, isn't that so hard? And she was like, she called me and she's like, hey, you know, I just want to say that we thought you were great. And mind you, I went and worked five whole days, like hours. I'd be there not even working, like not getting a paycheck, but I'd be cleaning the shelves and sweeping up hair and, you know, helping people find products or whatever it is, doing dishes, all this stuff in the salon. And she tells me and she's just like, you know, we just really think you're great, and but we just want to let you know that you didn't get the job. And I was like, "Don't you think that you're great, but not and, good enough?" And I was like, "That was a slap it's in the hard. face." After I just gave you like five full work eight hour days like of working in your salon for free, and she's like, "But she's like, we gave it to two other girls." And I'm like, "You gave it to two girls? It was one position." She's like, "Yeah, but two girls I think needed to do the position, like two part time girls." I'm like, "Okay." thanks and she's like but and I'm like but we want to offer you a position here at our salon and I'm just like I can't pay booth rent because she was a booth rent salon and what that means for anybody who doesn't know so you can be an independent contractor in a salon and pay a fee for your space mm-hmm. right and then you can do whatever you want or your commission stylist which is everything that you do the salon gets a percentage of mm-hmm. right there's two options 
she was a booth renting salon. So I was just like, oh, well, I can't afford booth rent. Like, I'm a brand new hairdresser. doesn't work out like yeah, that. Yeah, so you don't have a clientele, don't have clientele already established. And she's like, no, no, no. She's like, we actually want to offer you our very first commission hairdressing position because we think you're great and you don't need to start off as an assistant. <gasps> and I'm that? just like, goosebumps just thinking about it right now. And I'm just like, what? She's like, we think you're great. Like, your tests were great because I had to come in and do haircuts. I had to do color. I had to, you know, work, like, get get to know everybody that worked there, you know, kind of like have this, like, you know, um, try and find this bond with everybody there. Cause they only hire people that mesh with the salon, right? Like you have to be the right fit. I think that's so important. So she gives me this job and I'm just like, Oh my God. Yes. Like absolutely. Yeah. And along the way, the things that she did for me personally and personally, mentally, professionally just seeing her because she this is this woman who again one day i'm gonna have her on this podcast she's a powerhouse of a woman here in reno knows everyone so she owned this salon before she was a hairdresser and she start she bought the salon there's a couple of people working there and then she went to beauty school and then within one year within one year she had 300 clients that's absurd oh like, yeah absurd like absurd so it's like just following her and she was always like, nope, we're going to get it done. And she would sit there and I remember um, we would sit there and go to lunch or whatever and drink a couple bottles of wine. And we all get a little bit overexcited about things when we've been drinking. But she gave me a business plan on a receipt paper and I literally still have it. This was seven years ago and it was a formula on how I can make $150,000 a year as a hairdresser. And it literally broke it down to like, this is this is what the clients that you're going to have. This is how many clients you need. This is what you need to do in a certain, mm -hmm. uh, every single day. You need to do this service, this service, this service, this service. This equals this amount. Do that times five days a week times 50 weeks a year because you're going to give yourself two weeks off. This is how you're a $150,000 hairdresser. And I'm just like, why are you not? teaching this to everybody yeah. that is like a fresh like you should have a ted talks literally you should have a ted talks about life in general and becoming a successful female powerhouse like you should just do that on your own so she's my number one but my number two is derek so he's my hairdresser and i actually get to see him a little bit more than i see risa because i see him every four weeks right but he gives me so much knowledge and he gives me so much of what I need that my soul needs like and I will come and tell him everything like he knows everything about me what's going on with my life what's going on about you know when my husband was sick what was going on my personal life my dating life my business life like he knows everything and every single time he just listens like he just listens and he waits for you to be done and then he's like do you want my opinion or do you just want me to be embrace you as a friend right now well, of course I want your opinion. That's why I'm telling you things. He's like, okay, do you really want my opinion? Because it's not necessarily going to be the same thing that you want to hear. Right. I want to hear w what you think about things. And he's just going to lay it down. Lay it down any way, shape, or form, whether I'm going to like it or I'm not going to like it. Right. And he has done big, huge things in the hairdressing industry. So it's not like he's just this hairdresser. He actually won the best colorist in the world. Yeah. For this company. In the world. Like... That's a lot of hairdressers. Well, the whole thing is, is like once you find somebody, no matter what industry it is, their life advice will apply to you no matter where you are. Yeah. And the thing is, is it's not necessarily going to be what you want to hear. Because sometimes you just want 
someone to agree with you. Okay, right? well, it's really cool that you know your people. But my bestie that is that not well my shooting coach of course i spent a ton of time with we shot together five six days a week for two and a half years and so we text every single day now but my girlfriend bestie that i've had for the longest is a beef lady from montana and she is kind of well known on social media and we met through a social media marketing group online that's awesome we have never met in person i've never hugged her neck is she the we, one that texted you about the podcast no, 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 that was that was South Dakota. Okay. We talk every single day, and I literally talked to her today about some negative things about, or negative feelings that I was having. And this is what's so cool is that 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 person in your life is the nurturing person, but also the challenging person, right? So when you find that person, here comes another babe. Um, <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> I'm gonna say, Miss Susie, this is for you, but um. I can't wait to meet her. And the coolest thing is, is that she actually lived in Carson City, which is what, 30 minutes south of here? Yeah. And she has all these friends there. So she's coming. We're finally going to get to meet. But I'm talking, she and I have talked and and built this amazing friendship. She has two daughters. We've both gone through a nasty divorce, like all these things together over the last six years. And we've never been able to hug each other's necks. But Aww. she's my person. And See? so, like, it's really cool. So, Something about that, too, that my shooting coach told me and why I keep my Miss Montana so close is because the the rule of thumb is that you are the average of the five people that you that you spend the most time with. Yep. Okay. And we've talked about this so many times because I never want to be the most successful in that circle. I want to be the bottom of the barrel. Because I want to rise to my potential every single time, right? And so there have been times where I've outgrown the circle. And that is a really, really hard thing to do because I went through a situation a couple summers ago that literally, like, crushed my heart. And probably, like, it still will. Like, I can't stop, even talk stop. about it. <laughs> I'm done. But. Look at the light. That's what uh, I always tell everybody. So look at the light. Because um, it's real. Like, that is so real that you become the average of the five people that, that you spend your most time with. And if you think about it, you out, like, if you really search your best self and your potential, like, you outgrow circles. And oh, sometimes yeah. it hurts. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, no. like, it really does hurt. So, yeah, um, I get that a lot here because... Again, this circle is not any circle that I've ever been part of oh God. in my life. This circle is the hardest one of all. This circle <laughs> has never been this circle. And I get it. I get it from my friends. I get it from my family. I get it from everybody when everybody's just like, I, I don't quite understand what you're doing now. And I'm just like, oh, you know, I work for a hunter. And they're kind of like, what? Like, yeah. My family's all very much California. Different views on everything. Not saying that it's views that I don't agree with or dis that I do agree right. with. Right. It's just different. It's, it's just, just different. Yeah. And then I came from a hairdressing community before this. So like my little unit, my little family unit here right. in Reno, like this job is a lot. Like I do a lot here on a regular basis yes. that involves the entire crew, whether it's just Chad, whether it's the whole crew, whether but it's you're an event. dealing with something that most people don't even understand the yeah. dynamics of. And that was my problem. So my yeah. girlfriends that I had that I adored and I thought I would have for forever yeah. were happy with where they were. 
and I always wanted more. Yeah. And so you're stuck in a world where every single person here wants more. Yeah. So nobody's here to stay in their same place. And that yeah. is a really I want more. Like we all, we want, all more. want more. We right? all want more. Absolutely. And so that's a really hard place. Like um when you are with like when you have friends for gazillion years and people find their comfort zone and they're happy there and we go back to that chart, right? And there are some people that are gonna be caught up in circles where they're like, man, I have just this burning fire in me and I got to chase something and sometimes they don't even know what that thing was like I didn't know that I was chasing this whole bird dog dream shotgun dream like gonna be this outdoor hunter chick I had no idea of that I just knew like I was actually kind of talented at what I was doing and I was more talented than the girls that I was com- like were in my circle and I didn't realize how that brought conflict in my life so just yeah. to be real about it it's hard to find a group of girlfriends that support you when you're competitive. I, I, I agree with you, but I think that it's hard to find a group of girlfriends that support you when you're trying to be successful. Because no I'm in what. a man's world 100%, so I don't understand but I think that any that, of it. I think that that is something that we, as a podcast, as yeah. friends, are trying to break in general. Because we see more of women tearing each other apart and... I'll just tell Same. you what happened to me. I ain't even going to hold back on this because I'm still floored about it. So we went to this event. It was a hundredth anniversary of a mega industry event. And there was this gorgeous woman there. And I thought, oh my God, she is so stinking cute. Like, I wonder what she does here. So she and her husband own um, a hunting lodge in a, pl- in a state that I love to go to. So she introduced herself and I was like, oh, I love that place. Like I go to this certain town. I've hosted this event numerous times, like annually, like love coming there. And she literally looked at me and was like, that was the armpit of our place. And it was just a total snot just because she wanted to down me, you know? And I'm like, I mean, this just happened like a week ago. And I was dumbfounded. Like literally my mouth dropped to the floor. I'm thinking, we're here in a male-dominated industry. We need all the female support that we can get brought together. I'm building you guys up. What she didn't know is that I'm the one person that goes and supports her industry more than anybody else in the industry. Like, nobody else speaks more highly of what she's doing than me. And she doesn't know me from Adam, right? And so the only thing I could do is come back and say, I absolutely love those people. Because I go back to that annual event every single year because... I believe in what they're doing. It's yeah. it's an event that's happened for 30 plus years. It brings in farmers and ranchers and hunters across the country. I mean, it is doing mega impact and building um, a legacy. And I don't know that what she's doing is doing that. But I know that this armpit is definitely doing that. But that's the first thing she's going to do is going to be And that's judge. the first thing she did. And I was like, she's I don't even know what to say. Yeah. And. And so for me, like, like you said, we never know it's coming until it slaps us in the face because I don't have that attitude. I simply think, oh, there's another female here. Thank God I got a friend. (laughs) And then it was not a friend. It was a total enemy, you know? And so it was just one of those things that was so disappointing. And so like, I am very protective of those five people. 
Yeah. Very, and very we should protective. Be. We should be. People. Because I know that I love what I do. And I know that filling my cup, I see the reward in my own kids and the people that are, that are around me and how I give back. And I'm like, when you're happy with yourself, it's crazy how much you can accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. And we've, we've also talked a lot about that. And so it's like one of those things when you're outgrowing your circle, like what are those, like, let's talk about the top four bullet points to say, man, I've got to look myself in the mirror and I've got to recognize that I want more. And this is what, like, these are the things going on. So I wrote this down today. Holding back in conversation. Like when conversations are going around, you find that things that are being chatted about just aren't that important anymore. Yeah. You know, that's a big one. Um, what about finding excuses not to hang out as much? Oh, that was ugh, literally half my life. Right. But I can completely understand that one. Yeah. When you just realize like that the, um, it's almost like Groundhog Day. And you're like, I just can't ride that roller coaster no more. Yeah. You know, okay. What about the connections start to have a distance? So you, you felt like there was, there was a time in your life where this person would never have missed out on anything in your life. And now it's like, I forgot to include them. <sighs> or you find yourself reaching out to other people more, you know? And so that, those are red flags in your life to say, don't sell yourself out short you know, like it's okay to move on. It's okay to, to build new friendships that are going to help you attain the things that you desire to have in life or that you desire to accomplish. And yeah. it doesn't mean like, I t and I tell my oldest daughter this all the time because these teenagers go through it when they've had childhood friends, live in a small town for forever. And then all of a sudden they have to go to the real world. It's like, how do you leave back these friends? Yeah. <laughs> But I we mean, do it as an adult. I tell JC, I'm like, this is adult life. Like, yeah. this is reality. And so it's just something that you have to face. And and you, you shouldn't sell yourself short when you're finding yourself experiencing these things. Like, just go with it and love. Like, just try to love everybody. But don't sell yourself short. I agree. So this has been a pretty long podcast for us today. So um, I want to end with this with this because I posted this not too long ago. And they came across it on Instagram or Pinterest, whatever it is. Um, but it says, I need to stop this habit of doubting myself. Yeah. When I know damn well that I am an effing badass, a queen, a whole ass goddess in the flesh. I tackle any and every obstacle that life throws my way with strength and integrity. And I deserve to give myself an abundance of credit. And hands down, my comment with it was amen. Like, amen. That is me in the flesh. That is who we, we never give ourselves enough credit for the things that we do. The things that I have been through alone in my life and have tackled them, defeated them and proven everybody wrong. I literally, somebody that comes here, that's one of Chad's friends. The other day he said something to me. He was here and he was just like, you made it longer than all of us thought you were going to make it. Oh my God. No way. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm proving everybody wrong, proving everybody wrong because nobody ever thought I could do anything different. Nobody ever thought I'd be able to just pick up and change my career. Nobody ever thought a midlife crisis or does she actually need to do something for herself and not for everybody else? Like for a moment, finally for a moment. And it's been two years almost. I've been here almost two years that I'm doing something for myself and my children. 
that is literally helping us grow as a family. And that again is my why, right? That's my why. That's my why is making sure that I do everything I possibly can to give my children everything that I didn't get or give them the experiences that I experienced that I never want them to have to go through. Making sure that they have full awareness of how life works Mm -hmm. and awareness on what could happen, the possibilities, and making sure that they understand the outcome at any given moment. Which is so crazy because (laughs) I chase my why and I've, somebody had told me five years ago when I'd gotten my feet like wet and I was jumping in the deep end of the pool that I would end up here and that I would be doing a chick podcast with you, being my best self, loving the wild, wild west, as the people from the south would say. I would call BS. And here we are living our best life, doing things that people totally doubted us and loving every second. So I am grateful for you. I, I absolutely adore every moment of this because the thing is, is I thought, this is something that I've always, this is again, one of my whys. Like, yeah. this is something I wanted, I've wanted to do since high school. Right. I have wanted to be on the air somehow for the last four years since my husband passed away, like all of my life's ups and downs, my dating life, which we are definitely going to get into dating. Oh God. Um, pretty <laughs> here soon because I have had <laughs> a roller coaster of fun since David's been gone. But um, anyways, the, the, this was like my purpose. Like I, this is something that I want to do and I couldn't be more excited to where this is where this journey is leading me to. So I want this to be successful. I do too. I want this to be everything. But the people that it reaches are the people that you don't think it's going to reach. Right. Like I told you, I was at Reno Rodeo two weekends ago, and I was telling the lady in the line behind me in the president's booth about this and how I wanted to get involved with the Reno Rodeo because I wanted my cowgirl roots back, and I was just loving like loving this i wanted to know more about like the color of shirts that they were wearing because i knew they were like a theme and i was telling her about our podcast there was a lady in the stall was like i listen to y'all's podcast i'm like holy <laughs> smokes i know i really feel like i've roots in reno right i went to a show last friday like i went to a show with some friends last friday and one of the guys that went with us like he listens to every single episode and it's a guy right like it's a guy who has totally different views on life and everything but he's just he's interested because he wanted for one to know what one i had to say what is what what could this white girl possibly have to say (laughs) but two like we engaged him and we touched something to the point where he wanted to listen to every single episode and then like the more that he got a little bit of a taste of who i am like he messages me like I just listened to your episode like the episode about me like my story part one right. and he was just like and then episode part two she's like man I like I really like that's just amazing everything that you've been through and where you are like really I pr- appreciate you talking about that story another the where my son was just now in Austin that mom reached out to me and a lot of people don't know this I mean a handful of people know my story but this mom definitely my kids friends moms are not going to know my life story she messaged me and her message was just like and it just like sits in your soul like y'all's messages mean like, the world oh like bravo jennifer like honestly where you are what you've been through like thank you for sharing and know that i would leave my kids with you any day of the week like any day of the week of course, and that means the world yeah but that means the world to me like people don't I never judge somebody 
let's be honest. The only time I ever judge people is when I see their hair. Well, yeah, I'm Southern. Is, that's gonna, I'm Southern. That's going to be a little bit different. That's the only time I ever judge them. And I'm just like, what was she thinking when she picked that color? Or whatever it is. But I try my hardest not to judge people, especially because of their past. Because right. the past is not who what makes you, right? It's who it helps you become. It's who it helps you become. It's not what makes me. Well, it's how you respond to it if it makes or breaks you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I well, don't know. This I think it's great. Run. And so you have a whole different audience. And then I've got like girls that are running lodges in South Dakota and stuff. And they're messaging me like, oh, my God, I can't wait to hear more of you and Jen. Like you guys get me through the day. And I'm like, this is hilarious because you forget that even females living in a man's world, they're still a female. Yeah. You know, and so don't lose your femininity. Chase your dreams. We hope we inspire you. Find that mentor. Find the someone. If you don't so have one, important. send us really, a message. Send us a message. Yeah. You can, you can message us straight on to 40 Years to Freedom on Instagram. Um, I'm our badass mom on Instagram. Anna V. Out, Anna V. Outdoors. Outdoors on Instagram. Tell us what you think. You guys give us some topics. You, What do you want to hear from us? Um, we have a list of things and we kind of just roll with it when it comes down to the day that we're going to do our podcast, but we want to engage with our audience more and we want, we want to touch everybody's soul, whether it's, you know, the single mom down the street that's having a hard time struggling, just trying to get through the day that listens to our podcast to the one who just bought a salon. Who's one of my best friends who I am going to have her on this podcast. I saw her post yes. today. She just bought a salon and I couldn't be more proud of her because it's one of the biggest salons in Reno. Like, I don't care who you are. Message us. Let us know what you think Everybody's about our podcast. Everybody's story counts. Like, absolutely. This is the things that we go through are tangible for every female's life because absolutely. we all ride the same roller coasters. Yeah. 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 We might get off on different times. Right. But at the same time, it's all the same roller coaster. It really is. And again, this is a man's world, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we're just trying to live in it. But that is not the truth, you guys. We are trying to overcome obstacles and be here to support each other and be help lift self. each other's crowns up instead yeah. of tearing them down. Right. And that is the purpose that we're doing this podcast. So, babe... Babe Grigio with Bubbles, I want to thank you for the ongoing conversation tonight because this is a fun one. Um, and I we're going to reach out to you guys down in Modesto because you guys, we actually have t-shirts now. We talked about it before, but oh, we, we, did. we printed actual t-shirts. We're going to post them on Instagram. So everybody go to 40 Years to Freedom on um, Instagram and we will post our t-shirts. And maybe we'll do a giveaway. Maybe so. Let's do a giveaway for okay. sure. Okay. So. Next week. Next week, we're going to do another podcast. Uh, podcast. Oh, jeez. The babes are kicking in. Um, We're going to do another podcast next week. And we're going to give you guys some details on how to win a free 40 Years to Freedom po- uh, t-shirt. All right. All awesome. right. Okay, girl. I love you. It's late. I got to go pick up kids for baseball. So. Love you too. Thank you for listening. 40 Years to Freedom. Until Jen. next time. Until next time. We'll see you later.